You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partnernomics solutions, visit Partnernomics.com. Welcome back to Partnernomics Podcast. This is Mark Brigman, and we have Tyler Pittman with us. And still in studio, we have Mr. Tom Woznoski. And uh, Tom, so on the last podcast, we were talking about getting rift, reduction in force, getting laid off, whatever term we want to use. Uh, but I want to continue this conversation. A lot of us that have lived a 15, 20-year career, that's happened to us at least once. Yeah. It's happened to me twice in 20 years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, but wouldn't you, wouldn't you say that you come out of the backside better? If you choose to wallow in the mess, yeah, it's a it's it can a put choice you in a how you go forward. Absolutely, right? and yeah. and I'm an I'm an optimist. Attitudes, everything, baby. My mm-hmm. mother, uh, my mother gave me that eternal optimist attitude. And, and if why well, I asked you the question on who the one mentor would be, she's the yeah. one. Your mom? Oh yeah, man, that's awesome, brother. Because as a, as a kid. Um, she grabbed me by the hand and <laughs> and walk around, and I was her shadow. She was so, um, she was such a, a butterfly, social butterfly. Not to get in the know of who was doing what in the neighborhood, but man, she was this lady that if anybody needed anything, drop of a dime, she'd stop and help you. She was Your there. car's out. Let me go to the grocery store for you. I'll get you some groceries. That's where you get that from. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, so yeah, she she's yeah. definitely my life mentor. Man, from awesome. a from a personality standpoint. Well, there is, uh, man, I think we're just, I was thinking about this the other day, man, and maybe I just think too deep, but I was just thinking we are just a combination of all of the thousands and thousands of decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of us are really good at it, and some of us suck at it. Yeah. But we're also, we're a product of our environment, and our environment being the people mm-hmm. that right. we're around. Yeah. Sometimes we get to choose who we're around, and sometimes, you know, maybe whenever we're younger in life, we don't necessarily get to choose, you know, who we're around. But, man, environment. Environment mm. is so critical and so important. Yeah. Man, if there's one thing that I could impress upon people and that I want to, to come through this podcast is it's, it's about, I mean, leadership is kind of an overused word, I think, but there is power and there is consequence in the way that we live our lives and the people that we talk to and mm-hmm. man we're we're a battery man we're we're either putting energy into people or we're Correct. sucking energy out of Correct. them mm-hmm. yeah and it's our decision of which route we go yes yes man and i like you i see myself as being super 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 lucky in being able to have so many awesome mentors that have helped shape me and show me the right mm-hmm. way to be, or at least what I think is the, Personally, the right way to be. Personal mentors, professional mentors, spiritual mentors, um, sports mentors. And mm-hmm. that, I mean, I know that's very germane to your world yeah. as somebody that competed at high levels and that the grind you put into that. And, and if you've had, I'm sure you've had coaches in the past, but I mean, that are good. Some that, that, that you draw in and others you're like, you know, that necessarily don't, don't drive you to you know to that motivational level that get the peak performance Absolutely. out of you, but uh, but that's the cool thing. It, yeah. you're, you're right. There's so many there's so many decisions we're faced with, and sometimes you know you, you, you get into those moments like we were talking about Jocko's 
podcast yeah earlier and something that has always driven me in my life is you can read a book that tells you how to be a leader like this gentleman here that sent you that awesome book you can read a book about how to be a father you can read a book but there's i don't think there's a book out there that what Navy SEALs go through and training and other special ops, you know, within the other Marine Recon, forces. you know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> there there we you go. go. Those people that are in those um, high-pressure situations, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know that there is a handbook out there that says, if this, then that, or if this, then do that. It's... In the circumstances, know your surroundings. Don't get consumed by emotion. Always protect yourself, those around you, and find a path out to safety. I think it has to do with instincts. Yeah. Just let your instincts take so over. So it's, and- it's so interesting you say that because Simon Sinek, another guy that I love to listen to his podcast, he was, he was um, he, I just listened to a, a podcast with a guy that uh, was a Navy SEAL, and there are... God-given and DNA-given characteristics that people have mm-hmm. in those situations that he called them attributes. These are attributes that you don't even know you have. Yeah. You can't be trained to empower or activate those attributes, but it, and, and you don't know how you're really going to fare in that situation until you're placed in that situation. You know, you look at guys over in, in Afghanistan and, and, and the, you know, the Gulf war and even there's so many situations that I think even in business, I think that the parallels are so comparable. I think emotion gets in the way and that's when bad things happen, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, uh, we're all, we can all fall victim to it because we're human. And I think the more, you know, you hear from mentors and the relationships of people, like I love to hear, like my buddy Adam, I was hanging out with last night. <laughs> Dude's been to thousands of concerts, and I ask myself, do you know, you, you just pack up and go. You don't know where you're going, but you know there's an experience at the other end. How did you get through that? And he's like. Three dudes or the four dudes I had next to me, we were just we were like a wolf pack. We we relied on each other. One dude was buying gas, one dude was buying food, and the other guy was making sure that we found a way to get into these concerts. And it's just crazy. So those decisions, um, those decisions sometimes unfold in front of you naturally, and you surprise yourself. And other times they unfold in front of you, and you're like, "Ooh, I didn't do that so well." <laughs> so then, what do you do? Do you waller in? And you know, you got to own up. Yep. You got to own up. You'll, you'll like this story. I made the biggest, I've been coaching youth athletics in Lee Summit for 11 years now. And I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not the, the next, uh, I'll pull, you know, Whitey Herzog from the old Cardinals days. I'm not the next, you know, great manager. But what I am is a guy that really gives a rip about kids mm-hmm. and wanting to get them to the next level of not only their performance in baseball, but their performance as young men and their development as young men. We talked about that earlier when I right, when we yeah. were here, right? I made the biggest mistake I've ever made. And I could go into the details, but bottom of the seventh, championship game, bases loaded. This no is bottom. the last inning, right? Bottom of the seventh, 
last. We're not talking major league action. We're no. yeah, thirteen U. Context. They so play this seven. Is, this is where it happens, right? Bottom right. of seventh for thirteen U. A critical decision had to be made. My pitcher at the time couldn't find the zone. We're up four to two, and I got bases juiced. I got to pull somebody in that's got attributes like I just mentioned mm-hmm. <clears throat> that in that high pressure situation is not going to make his head spin. Yeah. Uh, also has the physical characteristics to do the job and the mental fortitude to say, yeah, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I called on a kid, Caden Haney, love the kid. He's a new kid I brought on his dad, Josh, you got a great kid. If you ever hear this podcast, he's awesome. He's a great kid. Um, but I failed my team and I had to forfeit that championship after his second pitch. I, I couldn't get at the information quickly enough to realize if a kid, if a, if a youth at age 13 pitches more than three, had innings, too many pitches. He pitched three and a third the day before. Mm. And as soon as he threw the second pitch, I got it up on my, my phone on the app. And I was like, I couldn't call timeout because he'd already thrown the pitch. The ball was hit the third baseman. We had the infield in. Third mm-hmm. baseman makes the play, gets the force out at home. As soon as that out is recorded, it's an automatic forfeit. Forfeit. Oh, that, dude, I just crushed mm. 12, 13-year-old kids' excitement. And the parent. But you know what? Here's the cool thing. And then I won't ramble on about that story anymore. But I was very honest with the boys after the game. And I said, I made a mistake. I'm human. I'm sorry it won't happen again. But here's how I made the mistake, and here's how you can avoid it in the future. Because you got to come prepared. You got to come prepared in every discussion, every thing that you approach. You have to come prepared mentally on what's being asked of you. Mm-hmm. I Man, I love that. And the thing that I love about sports is it teaches you so much mm-hmm. more than just the game. A lot it's, of life yeah, lessons. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, and I will tell you that is that was the really cool thing for me is. I was expecting a gaggle of parents to be wanting a chunk out of my backside. Right. Like, are you, what are you doing? They were so cool. They came up to me and said, you know what? You made a mistake. It's okay. But what these boys did during this tournament was playing the, they played the best baseball we've seen them play. Thank you. And I got multiple thank yous for something that I did. I made a major gaffe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I, what's the moral of that story? You know what? When, when, when you make a mistake, own up to it, be authentic. Uh, look people in the eye and, and tell them uh, I learned from it and this is how you can avoid it and let's work together not to make it happen again. That's what we talk about a lot is in honesty, transparency, communications, yep. and actually sometimes, just like probably in your case, right? Whenever you quote unquote screwed up, you failed, you you yep. you did mm-hmm. something bad or wrong. Mm-hmm. A lot of times if it's handled correctly and with integrity – you actually come out of that event with more trust. Yes. Stronger culture, let's call it, yep. or just kind of a stronger bond and believing in each other more. Yes. Than what you did before. Yeah. Very much so. Isn't that interesting? It, it's and I and I tell you it's it's your statement could not be more true because that happened last Sunday and we've had two practices since and these boys have got a fire in their belly. Mm-hmm. A a, 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 a screw up created motivation somehow right. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. so cool man yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so cool well tyler but, hey i want to ask you man so you played ball like forever mm-hmm. and played a uh, ball four years in college baseball um how do you think that playing in sports so much prepared you for 
life or the, the business world, let's say? Uh, I think you encounter so much adversity in sports <clears throat> and getting out of sticky situations, if you will, especially in baseball. It's such a strategic game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you, you're put in a lot of uncomfortable positions, and I feel like that's the same way in business and life. You're going to be put in those spots, and you either sink or you swim and try and figure your way out of it. So, yeah, I mean, it It, it was a very good experience uh, throughout high school and college. But, yeah, you, you, learn, you learn to deal with tough spots, I think, is the biggest thing. So what the about, thing, uh, like, teamwork and Yeah, that's culture. where I was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you learn team building skills and especially – I think college you get a better – you're with these dudes so much more than you were in high school. High school, yeah. you're hanging out with them, obviously, outside. But college, I mean, you're on your own. You're living with these dudes, and you're practicing many more hours than you mm -hmm. are in high school. And you're not going to be a good team. You're not going to get very far if you don't build those relationships. Well, and you guys, you guys are living the responsibility of life together. Right. Because in the younger years, you, you still got a home to come to or you have exactly. people, you know, looking after you. Mm -hmm. Now in college or even beyond, that um, <clears throat> that that relationship that or, or I guess the chemistry that evolves because mm -hmm. you guys are living life all wearing – well, the same uniform, right. but the similar life shoes because of the position that you're in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're working out together. You're practicing together. You're A lot of us had classes together. Yeah. And then you're essentially, we called it going to war, but playing the games together, yep. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool time. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Love it. I mean, Loved college it. to me, man, you learn so much more about just being <clears throat> away from home mm -hmm. than you learn in the classroom. Oh, man. You, know? you, learn, you learn to... Uh, rely upon yourself for things you never had to rely upon. Well, like we were talking about earlier, relationships. Yeah. I mean, Tyler, you just got out of four years of college. Mm -hmm. I mean, can't you see yourself being, you know, having a, a relationship with these people potentially for the rest of your life? I, mean, I know I'm still buddies with people that I went oh, to yeah. college with, you oh, know, yeah. and, and will be. Yeah. Importance of relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I mean, I went to college with some people I went to high school with, just played baseball with them, but. You come out. I feel like I'm coming out of college with more long-term relationships than I am in high school. Man, just the re the experiences are so much deeper. You yeah, know, it's, so I, much I, I see it as a more mature experience. You're, yeah. yeah, very much so. Because mm -hmm. you're you're in that you're in that now that there's the self reliance. Mm -hmm. you, you you all are in the same vulnerable position. Totally different perspective yeah. than like you said in high school. You go you can just go back home and yep. you're back under the roof with your yep. parents and. All There's that. a feeling of safety with Absolutely. that, right? Yeah. And you go off to college, and for for some kids, that uh, vulnerability is is too much. Yeah, they don't like it. Mm -hmm. In business, it's that way too. That you know, think of think of a, a a CEO that has to make difficult decisions that doesn't have his or her right hand guy or gal, whether that be the CFO, the CTO, whatever the, the line of business is. Imagine when there's dysfunction at that level, how difficult that is for that person to, to run that company. So it's so, I mean, that, that's teams. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's teaming right there. Yeah, and relationships, yeah. going back yeah. to that. Yeah. Hey, Tyler, I'm going to put you in the hot seat. So as you think about your sports career mm -hmm. and all the different people that have, that have been in your life, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Mr. Thomas. Yep. Uh, 
a mentor so far. So you're 22 years into this hmm. game we call life. <laughs> yeah. Who's, uh, who's the person you think would be the, the mentor for you? Mine would most likely be, and like Tom had mentioned about, coaches are going to be in the forefront. And probably Coach Goldbeck, the one at Kansas City, Kansas Community College. He just – I'm not a big guy that will – I don't know. I didn't like when coaches were big, scream, mm. scream at you and just get on your rear end for – doing everything wrong, whereas Goldbeck was super laid back and he he valued team. I mean, he didn't value the individual. He wanted the team to come together as a group. And, I mean, individually, he, you know, he was an assistant for a long time under a hardcore coach, military mm-hmm. guy, Burleson, Coach Burleson. And he was very uh, much a disciplinary and – Goldbeck kind of saw the way that kids reacted to that and the response wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't what he had expected from somebody like that. And then he said, you know, I wanted to be the more laid back version and really focus on building a relationship with my players and helping them build the relationships with one another. Mm-hmm. So I kind of apply that in my life and yeah, value value my relationships more, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I think it comes down to performance, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's even like whenever you're managing teams or whenever I'm managing teams and people, it's well, going back to Buffett. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. And yeah. not all people are a fit for every position. Mm-hmm. Not all people should be on the bus. Not all people should be in that first seat on mm-hmm. the bus. Mm-hmm. But you still need to love them, you know. I, and I had a situation on a project that I was working on over in uh, Hong Kong recently. And in a short period of time, we needed to take a ship that was going down the wrong, you know, nautical coordinates and get it back going towards the end goal. And um, I I like that Swiss Army knife roll, you know, where you can just, you just got to go in and fix something, right? And at the core of what needed to be fixed was the relationship amongst the team. We had 10 really competent people uh, and in a matter of, you know, two months was able to glue this team of people together from different parts of the world. And then the moral to my story is when I left the project and, you know, had, had gotten that back on the right, the ship back on the right course, I sent a message to the project leader at the time. And it was, it was nice, but it was very to the point. I said, this project has now found itself the people and the relationships at the core of this project are now what the tr- what the customer trusts and what we can deliver. Don't disrupt that. Keep that chemistry going in the right way. And the reason I felt like I had to make that statement was the guy that was now going to take over for me in running the project had that personality where it was more um, hardcore, drive, 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 push, 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 where that mentality that some people have where, hey, this resource is just a means to an end. Mm-hmm. That can go for only so long yeah. before it spirals down. Mm-hmm. And that that asset or that resource you have at some point in time, because the human aspect of what they're feeling, they're out. Yep. And you lost them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, t- gosh, I, I tell you, that's... I'm loving this 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 dialogue we're having because 
it's just been recently where I've kind of accepted the fact. Um, and and I, I rejected it at first because I didn't want to go out of being an architect and what I was doing and my idea of being that technical go-to guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, coming back to what I said before, there's a whole... There's a whole generation of smart people behind me that if you just trust and care and mentor along the way, you'll probably get way more out of them than you yourself could ever personally deliver. And, and going, going into that role now where it's, it's kind of cool to think about, you know, mentoring the next, uh, the next generation of people. And and I don't know that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the alpha perfect guy for it, but golly, my personality sure is well suited to, to, to help. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if there's more people like me that feel that way, then you have, you know, the, the, the clan of mentors bringing the next generation up behind you. And, you know, I think about it not to get weird or anything, but if you think about the progression of the United States and the economic power that we become and the, and, you look at the industrial revolution and how things went from building with hand tools to Henry Ford's high volume production line of car output. Wow. I mean, that's every generation gathers from what was done before and builds upon it and grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So now we're in the, the, the next wave, the next generation, it's yeah. information. Oh, you know, it's, no it's doubt. all digital, it's all no information. Doubt. It's mm-hmm. it's a very different world than what we've had before. And Man, my, it's fascinating. You know, my teenage sons, um, they they get frustrated when they, you know, when they're doing, um, <laughs> it's funny, I watched them when they were doing online learning during the COVID uh, episode that we're still probably going to enter into next year in school, but man, they'll be doing homework and dude, they'll just look something on Google and if they don't get the answer that they need right away, they get frustrated. frustrated yeah. So it's this it's this uh, instant gratification <laughs> that the internet has created. And, and so one of the things I've always tried to help them understand is, hey, just because you type in in Google or Bing or whatever search engine you use and you get an answer, you might want to investigate. <laughs> it might, it might not be the right answer. It might not necessarily be the end all truth. Yeah. Watch out for that internet. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, well, Tom, we want to we want to have you on the podcast mm. periodically, man. So we're going to pull you into the studio okay. and have you share the wisdom and make the sure Friday you keep fun us day. honest. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll Friday do that. afternoon fun day. I, I like that where we Absolutely. can we can look talk about craft beers. And... I swear you had a, a background in marketing with these cool brands and stuff that you're kicking out. You're, you're tossing out there. <laughs> Any truth to that? Um, You're just a creative just, guy. You're just I a mean, well-rounded man. Things pop into my head, and sometimes when they are processed by my brain out my mouth, they sound absolutely obnoxious. Your wife um, told me that. Yes, I know. I know. I'm, I, I especially after a couple of hoppy hoppers, right? Um, but anyhow, I, I just it, what what comes in, I think and formulate, and ah, you know. It comes out sometimes creative, sometimes not so creative. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the judge of that. Yes, we'll keep right. you honest. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. be a good team effort. We'll have, we'll form a partnership. Uh, uh, we'll in. continue our partnership. We're yes. already partnered in. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I love it. Awesome, man. All right. Well, that uh, wraps up this episode of Partneronomics Podcast. We'll see you next time. Partneronomics Podcast is brought to you by Partneronomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partneronomics Podcast. 
visit Partnonomics.com.